two. Well, here we are again. They said we wouldn't return. Did they? They always say that. They go, oh, he'll never be back after every episode. He's leaving in disgrace, but no, I am back. And this time with a good episode for a change. With Because with us today is Andrew Callahan, the genius behind All Gas, No Breaks. This is a young man. You're going to be hearing his name. You're going to be seeing him. I'll tell many of you already know him, but the legend of Andrew Callahan is growing by the day and continues to grow. Andrew, thank you for coming into the H3 podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. This is dope. I'm a big fan. Oh, you are? You are? Yeah, I've watched a few videos and I'm always LOLing. Nice, we got the lols going. I appreciate yeah. that. We are all fans of your work. Yeah, I've watched everything. I mean, I've watched it all. Uh, let me, let me, for people who are unfamiliar with your work, I think I will best summarize it by a YouTube comment that I read under one of your videos. And you tell me how accurate it is. They said, your show is like the Eric Andre show, except the interviewer is normal and everyone around him is Eric Andre. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've seen that comment before too. It's, it's, it's a very good one. It had 20,000 likes, so I was like, wow. 20,000 likes? Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. A, that's a great observation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like straight man versus like psycho. Versus is that, is, like, you feel like that's an accurate representation of what you do? Do you feel like you go out into the craziest place you can find and just play it straight? Well, sometimes, like sometimes, like at the coronavirus lockdown protest or like when I go to the Flat Earth convention, yeah, it's definitely like that. But I've been trying to cover some more like serious stuff, like the Minneapolis thing wasn't so much like that. But, you know, a lot of stuff's like that. It's pretty, pretty fair assessment. The Minneapolis, um, actually, I want to pull that up because, you know, the mini, the Minneapolis video, to me, actually, I found like I was learning more from your video than a lot of the coverage I found. Mm -hmm. uh, you went in there and you went inside. What was the store? There was a rioting. The store was on fire. It was smoking. People were rioting and you're in there asking people questions. It was just, it was just amazing. Yeah, I went, it was uh, Kmart on Lake Street. Kmart. South Minneapolis. Yeah. Were you scared being in there? What was no. your vibe? I don't know. No, I wasn't scared. I just, you know. Just all gas, no brakes. Exactly. Yeah, there it is. That kind of was like a perfect all gas, no brakes moment, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I get, we... more, I get more scared at like, you know, frat parties and stuff like that. Because mm. <laughs> they'll turn on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I kind of want to pull up that clip so people, because I feel like that that's a good representation of the kind of, yeah. can, can we call it gonzo journalism? Can we call it that? You can definitely call it that. Yeah. That video was really meaningful and like I felt like it was the best piece of journalism that I saw during that time because we had the news on the whole time. Like you couldn't turn it off. Everything was so crazy, but it's just, I don't know, the way they cover stuff is so like... Boots on, they're not boots on the ground. No, and they just focus obviously on whatever they think is going to make a good uh, headline, but... Yeah. I feel like this was so real and you really got to see what people were about and why they were doing what they were doing. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. There's actually a scene in the video where I found one of like the news correspondents. It's like halfway through. I was walking away from the scene and like up on this freeway behind right here. the store. Can you see what I'm seeing? Yeah. Sorry, we're about to go on air here. So I got to... <laughs> Oh, 
All right, so here's this part where you go into the, you said it was a Kmart, and you just start interviewing the looters, which is something I would never think to do, but here we are, and it's actually quite enlightening. Let's watch this. Man, this is such a wild scene. <laughs> Everything must go. I think we're just causing enough chaos to get attention. You know, so, we, we want this shit going country. Man, you're there's like shit on fire, bro, and you're just cruising through there. What did you? I I found like when you were talking to them, I didn't feel like threatened or like the people didn't seem very violent. Correct me. They if weren't I'm very right. violent. I mean, aside from the property damage happening, it wasn't like a. The violence wasn't being exerted on each other. It wasn't like people were running out in the streets and like beating the shit out of each other. It was just an expression of like pain, rage in that area. Yeah. I didn't really feel unsafe at all during the, the riots or protests there. That's really I, mean, I felt un I got shot by you know by a national guardsman with a rubber bullet. It was like this big you in did. the ass when I was interviewing someone. So I mean Oh my god. I got shot by the guard. <laughs> what the fuck? I was threatened by them. <laughs> but no, I, the reason I didn't didn't do any interviews inside the Kmart is because like super incriminating, you know, mm -hmm. to interview people. So I just got those shots of me walking around. And the reason I held up that uh, Hanukkah sweater is because everything was looted from inside the store, except for like a few specific <laughs> no one items. That. <laughs> like, it was like baby pants, Hanukkah sweaters, and like just printers and shit that were just like there untouched. So I was just like walking around. I actually filmed this segment called like what didn't get looted, but I never dropped it because it was just like too funny and like oh made God. too much light of the situation, but there was a lot of stuff. Oh my goodness. Looted. That is so funny. Of Damn. course no one wants that. Yeah. That's actually valuable market research for Kmart and Target. Yeah, I was Go in that. the store and figure out what people just wouldn't even want if it was free. Yeah, Take those really off the shelves. People should be paying you for this kind of research. Hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, um, Andrew, Congratulations, first of all. You've signed a deal with Absolutely, Tim and Eric's production company. Yep. First of all, that's got to be like a dream partner for you. How's that? Uh, how did that come about? No, it was crazy because like I was on the one yard line with a, a different production company in in like LA area, and I was about to sign a deal. I'm not gonna say who it was because I can't, but it was like definitely not like an ideal situation. And then mm. so we were probably a week from getting that paperwork signed, and I got mm. a DM from Eric. Warheim. No shit. And oh, he was wow. like, it was like, hey, he was like, hey man, you want to make a show? And I was like, what? <laughs> what? I, was in a, I was in a hotel room <laughs> oh, in Vegas like, at this alien uh, conference. And I was like, yeah, here's my number. And he called me <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, let's make a show like as fast as we can. Like, we want to pick you up right now. Wow. Me in with, like Dave and Tim and. Holy like, shit, bro. Yeah. So that's how it goes down. I was wondering how it goes down with uh, how those guys pick you up. I think that on like the high level of people who just do whatever they want, it's all like text message casual. I think <laughs> yeah. when you get in that mid level, it's all like pitch meetings and right. like this jumbled so you, web of agents and stuff like that. So you never pitched anything, no pitch decks, none of that bullshit. It was just Tim. Hey, let's go. Eric. Eric. Oh yeah, Eric. Oh, it was Eric. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah, no, I, I never pitched anything. That's amazing. Um, well, your work really speaks for itself, and thanks. I, they saw it. So where are you guys in the stages right now of developing the show? Or can you not talk about it? I mean, it's coming along. Like coronavirus has definitely shut down mm -hmm. like the, what would be necessary for like a production team. So I've just been, I live in an RV with my two best friends. 
I have been doing that for nine months. So we just travel around to try wherever we want, make videos. Like I'm still doing that. We just drove to Portland for those protests. We're going to Sturgis Bike Week in South Dakota in a few days. Then we're driving to LA. Might get an apartment for a bit. Can't yeah. wait to watch the Portland cover. Yeah. Oh man, it's so nuts. Like it was crazy because like I interviewed the feds. Like I walked up to the feds like on the line and I just like put the mic on them. And this fed was like, I was like, hey, what's your name? Like, who do you work for? And then like, they never talk. And then after like 10 questions, he was like, I appreciate you not shining your light in my face like the rest of the guys. And I was like, holy shit, the Fed just talked. And like all the press <laughs> were looking at me like, you just got the Fed to talk. And I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, can you repeat that? I don't know what else to say. I just wanted him to keep talking. And he was like, I said, I appreciate that you didn't put the light in my eyes. And I was like, one more time. I just he said it like five times. <laughs> it was good. Um. How did you first start in this series of All Gas, No Breaks? How, what's the genesis for this series? Well, when I was a teenager, I used to like hitchhike around alone in the country, just travel from state to state. And uh, I would bring like a recorder, like a, like a voice memo app. And I would hang out at bus stops and hotels. And I would like talk to people like on the edge of society, like kind of like outlaw types, kind of like deadbeats with bus tickets, that, those kind of people, just like road people. And I basically... I self-published like a zine, like a storybook that was the transcriptions of all the stories that I got on the road and stuff like that. And the book was called All Gas, No Breaks. So it was originally like a zine. It's no longer available, but I went to this company called Doing Things. It owns like a bunch of meme pages and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, I want to kind of adapt my like book into a comedic video series, but also journalistic, like new gonzo type stuff. And they were like, okay, what do you need? And I was like, just buy me like a, RV from the 90s and I've just lived in the RV since then. That is crazy. How do you get up like I to me that seems like how do you get up the courage to just go out hit the road like that by yourself hitchhiking bus stops these these seems like like uh take some measure of bravery or some lust for adventure or something that most people don't have. Where does that come from? I don't I don't even know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always wanted to do that? Like, uh, yeah, I think like when I was little, like I used to always like look at maps, and I would like put my like finger on like a random point on the map and be like, oh, what is that place like? And I would like Google, I'll go on Google Images and like look up pictures of it and be like, I'm gonna go there one day, and then <laughs> I'm gonna get a horse in Mongolia, and I'm gonna go across the Gobi <laughs> Desert, and then I'm gonna get to India, and at that point, I'm gonna figure out how to get to Europe, and I'm gonna. I just always had these crazy ideas about like travel writing and stuff. Did you ever at that point think that those things would lead to good content? Like, was it in? Well, actually, I, before I was kind of right after I was hitchhiking, I never thought about travel as like a content thing. Mm. But then I went to like, I went to like Southeast Asia and Amsterdam, like the typical 19 year old American with some graduation money. And I realized like, damn, all people do is just get fucked up when they travel. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just get, For go sure. to different hostels yep. and just slam drinks and go to sleep. <laughs> mm -hmm. And like, it's always like Australians and Israelis and Argentinians. It's like this kind of same thing every time. And so I was like, man, I just want to travel to the U.S., you know, because there's so much to learn here. And it's when I started exploring America and not internationally that I was like, mm. okay, there's actually content like right around me all the time. Mm. You just got to dive a little bit deeper. <clears throat> what do your parents do for a living? I mean, how, I'm just wondering, what's your background? Um. Oh, my mom's a fragrance designer. Like she makes perfumes and stuff like that and sells them. Huh. And then my dad's a bartender. 
You know, we really? just developed a fragrance for, we're making a, I, it's, it's a total tangent, but I thought you might appreciate it being the son of a <laughs> fragrance maker. We developed a, you know, you know uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop? She made the Smells Like My Vagina candle. The Yoni stuff? I don't it's like know. It has some spiritual name. It was like, yes. oh, oh, yeah. What's probably. Yoni? <laughs> I think isn't Yoni like the like conscious? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> you would know. Like, yeah, the conscious life uh, expo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like they were <laughs> well, selling something well, related to Gwyneth Paltrow that was. Yeah, she she gets all the cuckoo, uh, all the cuckoo <laughs> stuff. But she made a candle called "It Smells Like My Vagina," and so I made I developed a candle. <laughs> to uh, contrast hers called It Smells Like My Butthole. And we developed a, <laughs> we developed a really good asshole smell. And we, and we put it in a candle. So that's coming this holiday season. That's an announcement here today, exclusive. How did you get the, uh, the scent from your butthole? If you don't mind me well, asking. we didn't sample my butthole. We went to the laboratory and we went to the top scientist minds in the country <laughs> and had them develop. Because I said, look, I don't want something that's just like, smells like your typical like sulfur ass i need something that's like a little musty a little puby not like i need the whole package and so i think they really delivered on that it's a general asshole smell not mine in particular so it's just a generic anus candle yes <laughs> okay i'll be purchasing i tried to get the i tried to get pubes in it I wanted to put little black <laughs> oh, threads God. in the wax but everyone vetoed they thought it was too gross yeah but I, my theory, and you, you tell me because you, I mean, you're a worldly man. If you're going all out on an asshole-scented candle, you might as well throw the pubes in there. That's all gas, no brakes. Yeah, I've always said that. <laughs> since, since we're talking about it, I just I want to just shout out Liam. He was a fan of the podcast. He was the guy who reached out to us. He's the, he's the fragrance maestro, and he's probably watching right now. So how did that happen, Dan? Did he Liam. just reach out and was like, "Hey, do you guys want?" Yeah, to you said it scent? as yeah, you said it as a joke on the right, show, right, right, and right. he emailed yeah. me and he was like, uh, "That's what I do." Uh, yeah, when I memes can, become I can make dreams, that happen. <laughs> so sick. So. Um, what do your parents think about it? I feel like my parents would be terribly nervous and scared for me all the time. Do you I get think that? that? I'm 23 now and I've been doing stuff like this for like maybe five or six years. Mm. I probably started hitchhiking when I was about 17 and just like doing dangerous American travel when I was pretty young. So I don't think that I kind of broke them in a long time ago. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when there's a bad kid, he's like really shitty when he's like 11. By the time he's 17, his parents like kick him out. You know what I mean? They just don't give a shit. Yeah. You say, quote, dangerous. Do you find that it's dangerous? Uh, have you found any, what's, has anything crazy happened? You were like, oh man, this probably isn't safe. Out hitchhiking and traveling the road. Dude, straight up, like only college environments. Because mm -hmm. okay, okay, let's say like you're mm -hmm. at a, like a conference, like you can get your press pass revoked. They'll just be like, hey, please leave. Or if you're at a football game, security will just say, hey, get out of here. Dude, like when I've done shoots at like University of Alabama and in Michigan, like if the top dog of the frat house like pulls your bro card, like you can get like your ass kicked. That's the only times I've ever been in danger is like uh, that's so funny. Probably the University of Alabama football game. I guess word got around that I wasn't like from there, and I was like a West Coast guy or something. And that's it. Was just it? Beef in the streets. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, people know, especially my college content is like always sort of like shocking humor. So they're like, "Hey, this guy's making fun of us." 
Let's, Basically let's that. take him out. Mm-hmm. And he might be a liberal. And then before you. Oh, no. <laughs> the worst crime of all. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what happened. Why did you feel in danger? Just because, I mean, those are the people who can fight in the streets without going to prison. You know, those are the people who are jacked up on testosterone and feel like entitled to like, you know, pro violence. So not, nothing particular happened. You just were got around. You got spooked and got out of there. No, I've just had people that grab the mic from me. Right, oh. right. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah. oh, you, you want this? Like that kind of stuff. Aggressive shit. Uh, I've had people start fighting each other while we've been filming. <laughs> One time I was at University of Alabama and like this this kid came up. He was like this rich Jordanian kid. I guess he was the son of a Coca-Cola executive. I didn't realize this. He starts like freestyling and he's like, yo, saying barely even coherent words. And this other bro comes up with like a Trump hat and he's like, he's like, you can't fucking, you can't fucking rap for shit. And then the dude was like, fuck you. And then I don't know what happened, but they started just like fighting and I was in between them with the microphone and the mic went flying and it became like a 20 person brawl. It's on Patreon. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? I got to get on Patreon because uh, I've seen all your videos and I haven't seen that. Yeah. It's called Roll Tide, episode one. (laughs) I'll check that out, man. That sounds like good content. (laughs) So here you are. This is your RV. I guess you can't see it, but the people can see it. So you okay. really cruise around in this Coachman RV. This is your, you live in this with three, with two other dudes. Yeah, two other dudes. Yeah, I've been living in it since last, since August 15th, 2019. Now that you're working for APSO, you might, your ass might be flying. Your ass might be flying. I prefer to live in the RV, but I, my ass might be flying. Yeah, your ass <laughs> might be flying now. Man, you changed, bro. <laughs> I'm a change. You're I'm going Hollywood. Old, I miss the old. I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna get the LA apartment and change up yeah. hot tub jet ski lifestyle. <laughs> so are the two dudes you said they're best friends? They're the ones that just together you guys make all the videos. Yeah, it's my high school BFF, college BFF, Evan and oh, Nick. The best of together both worlds. We are the, the best <laughs> friends in the world. So how do you guys delegate <laughs> your duties? How is it just the three of you working on the show? Yeah. Definitely. So who I mean, so who had, does what? Nick does the camera work exclusively mm. and some of the editing. Evan does like the producing. So he like will call up people and get the press passes. He also runs audio and second camera and release forms. Oh, that's I do shit. all the interviewing and then like the far majority of the editing. It's really an oh, equal you like, do, load at this point. You do a lot of the editing. Almost all of it, yeah. Wow. The editing is a beautiful thing, my dude. <laughs> I mean, inspired by Tim and Eric, I would assume, right? Are there at least that whole genre? Yeah, Vic Berger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vic is the man. That guy's the yeah. editing god, dude. Yeah, big inspiration. Um, so what is it like living in an RV with three dudes? I mean, I, I got to imagine there's some logistical issues that arise from that. Can you think of some logistical issues? I could address each one. Okay, masturbation. <laughs> Walmart. Uh, <laughs> you jerk off in Walmart? Possible, yeah. You go in the bathroom and jerk off. Yeah. And where do you where do you not in the toilet in the sink? <laughs> Let's not. Uh, it depends. You know, it's a day by day thing. <laughs> because I, I mean, um, obviously you got young three young men on the road together. I mean, it's got to be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually not that much of an issue. I mean, we're not always in the RV at the same time. There is times where you're alone in the RV. Okay, mm. you guys put up a sign if the <laughs> RV is 
Well, usually you would say if it's rock and don't come and knock, but I wouldn't assume that anyone's jerking it that furiously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to just figure out when your your friends are not going to be in the RV. Like, oh, okay. like, oh, we're going to Starbucks. I know that's 15 minutes. Yeah, boom, <laughs> done. Like when the parents used to leave the house and shit. So is there a toilet and shower in there or no? Yeah, so there is a toilet, but we don't use it because there was an incident that happened in Tucson. So <laughs> our septic tank, for, I'm going to give you a history of the septic tank of the RV real quick because there's two uh-huh. critical stories to understand. <laughs> so we bought this RV. It hadn't been driven in like 10 years. Turns out the person from Massachusetts is a retired firefighter based on the stickers that were left on the RV. <laughs> Big firefighter shits were all over the RV septic tank. It turned into like a brick of shit that I guess was like condensed and like fossilized or mummified is a better word over the years. And um, we had a friend over, we're in Reno, whatever. Our homegirl was in the RV and you know, you're not supposed to just shit in someone's RV, but it's also (laughs) awkward to tell someone not to shit in the RV if you don't know them that well. You You don't want to just come to hot and be like, hey, don't shit. Cause you assume that no one is just going to go and take a crazy dump in your RV bathroom. So like, I go out to get like a coffee or something and I come back and I'm like, oh, where's the, where's the homie at? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> shit in the RV. Cause I knew, I mean, me and my friend were like, oh no, 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 no. Oh God, no. And so she comes out and dude, it was an outhouse in there. So we had to get it cleared in Las Vegas by like an RV septic specialist. He said he had to take two power drills from both sides and just like, zzz, like drill into the shit brick until it was like a fine dust that could be like wow. removed and sanded Holy out. smokes. That's shit story one. Shit story two was in Tucson. We got caught slipping, started taking more shits in it. Because you once one person takes the shit in the RV, it's like all civilities off. People just start going for it. You know, I don't know why. Well, tell me, does it just smell? What's the problem with shitting in the RV toilet? Does it just, it just shit sits there? Shit sits there. We typically are in the Southwest where it's hot. So that desert heat heats Ooh. up the septic tank and the fumes come rocketing out of like the uh, the toilet hole and they just come straight to the driver's seat. So you guys so kind of just hot box your yeah. own RV with shit. So this second shit story is worse. So we're in Tucson, right? There's this neighborhood called like Barrio Anita. It's a super cute like adobe neighborhood north of downtown. We're rolling around and my friend sees out of the side mirror that our septic is we call it hot shotting is spraying shit out of the side of the RV onto people's cars oh on, on the ground and all that. And we're right outside of our friend's house. We're like, yo, she's going to be so fucking pissed if we don't figure out this shit. So we're like, Oh my God, you know what? We have to just dump this illegally. So he's like, we're like, we have no option. So we like hit a right. We go into this like dark parking lot. We think it's like all good. Perfect to dump. It's so dark. So we just pull the lever and like 50 gallons of shit comes out and we're like, Oh man, like, we feel so bad, but whatever. It's just an abandoned parking lot because we couldn't see anything. So our friend puts the flashlight on it and it just says elementary school for the deaf and blind. We're like, oh my God, no. Felt so bad. We're like, holy shit. So we actually brought like buckets over and cleaned up our own shit. Oh no, dude. So do you guys use the toilet to this day or or that's strictly off limits? Uh, Well hydrated pee can go in there. Yeah. Oh, so you guys, you guys even have, you guys say, if you're dehydrated, we don't even pee in this one. I don't think we say that, but it's more of an unspoken thing. That if you had, you know. that RV that life is, is no joke. So where do you, so you guys generally try to stop off and shit like a gas station or something like that? Gas station is always the move, you know, but then again, I don't like, I like when it's one stall and not multiple stalls because the people who shit at gas stations are gross. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to share that experience with anyone. 
Yeah, truckers especially. Some of the truckers at Pilot Flying J truck stops are like shit kings. <laughs> How Beef does jerky. COVID affect that kind of lifestyle? COVID? Yeah. yeah, I had South by Southwest in Cancun. And then it was like one night, everything in Austin closed down. All of our favorite bars shut down. And so we drove from Austin to Seattle in three days to quarantine. So we just like <laughs> went from having a great time to just like 12 hours of driving a day and oh. then the most boring month of my life. Wow. I, I got so bored that I was recording rap music. That's what <laughs> I was getting. I was what? freestyling into my computer over like <laughs> oh, no. 50 cent instrumentals. That's how bored I was. Yeah. Did anything good come of that? Any fire songs? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're out there now. You're doing your thing. It doesn't seem like COVID has slowed you down at all. It has because, you know, we, we ordinarily would be covering a bunch of events every month and it's led to everything getting canceled, basically. Hmm. So, I don't know. The coronavirus lockdown protest is one of my favorite videos. We did that, and then we did Minneapolis, and now we've just been covering people not social distancing and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes for good content, though, in a way, doesn't it? Especially because no other journalists are out here doing it. Mm. They're not yeah, willing. They, they're they not willing. To they literally can't because fumes. they're sponsored by organizations that won't give them the mm. green light. Right. Yeah. Do you have any of you guys suspected that you've caught it because you're in these situations and you're always wearing masks and being responsible, but the people around you are not. And they say masks protect other people from you, not necessarily you from other people. You know, I think that I had it in Texas back in March, but I quarantined for three weeks and then I tested uh, negative. We get tested mm -hmm. pretty, pretty frequently. So, no, I have to because, I mean, I don't want to give it to anybody. and I'm always around old people. Mm. do you how do you get tested when you're crossing the country do you find that it's easy to get tested because that's something that's obviously urgent, urgent care is like 175 bucks boom that's mm -hmm. what i do whenever i feel like i have been around a large i'm about to do it tomorrow after portland mm -hmm. that's smart you're very responsible <laughs> i like that about you thanks <laughs> um dude when you enter a room or an event you have this knack you have like for finding the weirdest, wildest person in the room. Tell me about your process of like finding the right person to talk to. Because, you know, like in Florida, man, you you'll just you'll see someone walking on the street like that one dude in the short shorts and just like, correct me if I'm understanding the situation wrong. But you just saw this dude on the street and pulled over and were like, yo, dude, let's chat. Yep. How do you what do you say to him to initiate the convo? I don't know. Certain things I just just do. I guess like um how do you explain who you are? What do you say? Hey man, I'm making a documentary. <laughs> the thing about characters is that they love to be on camera. They don't mm. care what you're doing. I remember like I'll tell them this is all gas, no breaks, and we'll finish the thing and they'll be like, What was it what was it called again? Yeah. They don't even they don't even <laughs> care. And if you go into a convention, any every funny enthusiastic person is gonna run towards the camera and just start going nuts. It still it seems like you have a talent to get them to feel comfortable because they they just seem like they don't care. They let you record everything. Um, I love these people <laughs> because I think your style is. I don't know if you're familiar with Louis Thoreau, the documentarian, yes. but he has a similar style where. Um, He's very unjudgmental and very mm -hmm. passive and accepting of all people, as strange as they are. And, like, that makes people feel very uh, welcome and open. 
and he gets yeah. the best interviews out of people. I feel like you share that characteristic with him. Yeah. I do this one thing that he does that I kind of got from watching him where even if you know the answer to something, you still ask it. You, you just act sort of naive and curious. Right. Even totally. Like, like, yeah. oh, like do you, if you're like a MAGA rally or something, you're like, hey, why do you support Trump? Like you kind of know what they're going to say in a way, mm-hmm. but you just you keep, oh, why? Interesting. Like you just keep going, keep probing. He does that. Like he's a yeah. smart dude. He'll go into contexts where he knows he'll go to like a Westboro Baptist church and say, how do you feel about, you know, gay people? He'll yeah. say stuff like where well, he knows the answer and I'm mm-hmm. like, why? And yeah, he just yeah. keeps, that's really smart. And like, not a lot of journalists do that. A lot of journalists operate on this. Like, I already know thing. Therefore I'm going to ask like a level five question or like mm-hmm. an insane question because I already know the base levels, but mm-hmm. he keeps but, it cool. He's such an inspiration. He's a genius. Yeah. I he love him. He really is. I, I, um, I find that sometimes when you ask that base level, like level one question, you what you f- actually get when you think you knew the answer surprises you. That's actually a really good point. You know, mm. that like, happens Whoa. all the time. Yeah. Like, especially at conspiracy conventions where everyone's got their own little <laughs> crazy thing. Like the Flat Earth Conference, the disagreements among different bullet points of the Flat Earth model is crazy. <laughs> Man, are those are those some of the wildest people you've met? Because that, that cons- that's one of the conspiracies that you really have to suspend like such a level of disbelief in your mind that you're pretty much willing to accept anything. That, I would say that they're, they're the scariest people I've met. Really? really? In what way? Dude, that, that shit's all about Jews. I, w- I noticed that. I, that how, is, is that be- how is it that the Jews are behind <laughs> round earth? Like, Dude. damn, can't we get a break? I actually well, never saw that The connection. idea is that Jews control all the money. The idea. <laughs> and, and NASA gets a bunch of money for space projects, hmm. but the money for the space projects, because there is no space because the earth is flat, goes into the pocket of NASA and then funnels back up into this global Jewish banking system. So it's, it's just insane. a giant money laundering scheme. Yeah, it's giant money laundering scheme and it's all about the earth in the shape of it. That's, <laughs> that is the basis of the deception. I never, the whole flat earth thing just, because it's like, why would people go through such an extreme measure of convincing the entire world just to launder some money. There's got to be better ways. Hey, man. I mean, you're, you're talking about flat earthers here. They're like, <laughs> you know, self-proclaimed skeptics. You know, they're like, I don't believe what the lies. It's like, but you believed that the earth was flat because someone on Facebook told you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't understand like this new generation of like, not, I guess not new generation, but like emboldened movement of mm. like right wing skeptics. Yes. Right. They believe yeah. the most insane shit ever. From, there is a conspiracy no to anything. It does seem like most skeptics slash conspiracy theorists are tend to be right wing, and I don't know why that is. Uh, yeah, there's like uh, right. I mean, it seems like that that conspiratorial paranoid thinking tends to lead to the right. Maybe because they're like they're in support of gun gun shit. And the people. right, and also like the woke left, like kind of those conscious influencers, like. Uh, they believe in like chemtrails and 5G. Oh, do they? Yeah, well, I <laughs> yeah, wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I was the flat earth one. I noticed two things. Uh, there was a common thread hating Jews and rapping. Why are so many flat earthers <laughs> rappers? Dude, every one in five people has some bars. <laughs> Is that so interesting? <laughs> Dude, tell me the truth. Do you ask people if they have raps when you're interviewing them? Yes. Yeah. It's like, why is everyone you talk to rapping, dude? But it's genius. It's genius, though. It's so funny. Oh, it's so fun. 
Do you find it? I find it ironic also that a lot of people who have quote bars tend to be like, for example, look at like the lady who was at the Don the Don Junior uh, oh book God. signing who had a oh, rap. I didn't, I didn't ask her to rap. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling. But like she's out there <laughs> rapping, right? And then you go, oh, are you a fan of hip hop? No. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. What is that? Um, I, I, she doesn't like hip hop because she's racist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but she raps. So yeah, but I mean, I don't know, man. We're talking <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama suburbs right now. Like, yeah. I don't know where you get there, but like that was crazy. She didn't ask me to rap. She tried to sell me her mixtape, and I was in disbelief. I'm at the Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> book signing, and this like 80 year old lady named Pam is like, "Would you like to buy my mixtape?" I'm like, what? "What? Where are we?" Like. That was one of my favorite Here, pull, moments of all time. Pull that up, time. Zach. That's uh, number. That's the uh, fourth or the third clip. Let's watch that. How oh, do so, I feel? So she, um, is that how she initiated the conversation with you? She was trying to sell you a mixtape. Yes. Damn. <laughs> but she doesn't like hip hop. I mean, guys, think Dude, about think that. Think about it. Think about it. God damn it. He goes, "No, I like Elvis." Yeah, Conway Twitty, the country classics. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> she so, gave me her CD. It has one song, and it's like uh, the only CD in my car. And so every time the radio is not working, someone always presses the CD option. That's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. Her husband looks like a Elvis impersonator. You know, what? Is this guy for real? This guy right here. Tonight to get a book and to give this to Don Jr. Oh man, it's a special day. Can I see this? This is a rap song? And I wrote it, yes. And it's been playing on the Rick and Bubba show. So what's your Rick rap name? Little P. What does P stand for? Pam Glass. We are Trump supporters down to the bone, so this is the reason I wrote this song. So listen to what I've got to say and he'll make America a great one day. Vote mm. Trump. Mm. Yeah, mm. baby, vote Trump. Mm. Mm. He's a businessman with a presidential plan Sent down here to heal our land So when you hear this funky sound You're gonna know that Trump is around He only wants save for all This is why he has them building the wall He's brought our jobs back around And put our feet on solid ground So don't you listen to the lies they say Cause Trump is making us great today Anyway, it just keeps going on and on And in, in the background <laughs> Wait, keep playing Oh so Oh. <laughs> so tell me how your rap career started. <laughs> Riding down the road, just thinking about it. Yeah, thank you so much for rapping. Uh, are you a big fan of the hip-hop genre? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am a big Trump supporter. If you had to pick, who are your three favorite rappers? I don't have any rappers. We don't, we don't, have we don't, we don't listen to rap. <laughs> it's incredible how her husband's it's hair amazing. is so black uh, at that age. Yeah. yeah. All natural. Um, I wanted to show these kids. God, these all these people are so wild in this video at tr at the book signing, man. How do you find, for example, this specific event in such a specific location? Uh, I don't even know. I guess we just like look up events. Like uh, we kind of know where we're gonna drive. We can look along the route and be like, oh, let's say we're driving from like Miami to Texas. We'll be like, oh, Georgia events, Louisiana events. You just, just kind of look for stuff that's along the route, and we figure it out. And we got blessed with that Don Jr. book reading. Dude, that was Amazing. so epic. His girlfriend was there. I mean, this was like a serious official event, right? I know. I, she, I interviewed her a second time and just like didn't remember who I was. Oh, yeah. I didn't like, remember anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, casually speaking, you're are you dating Don Jr.? And she was like, yes. And I was just like, <laughs> she's like, no, seriously. <laughs> she got coronavirus. Oh, she did. Yeah, wow. recently. 
at a Trump event. What's her name again? Something Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah. Um, I want to show you these kids because I did a double take. I was like, wait, did I hear that right? Here. This. Trump 2020, you feel me? Epstein didn't kill himself. Hey, drain the swamp, Trump. Uh, gays for Trump. What's your favorite thing about Trump? Oh, uh, honestly, I think it's because he's racist. That's your favorite thing about him? <laughs> yeah. Done. Bro, what? <laughs> I was like, did I hear that right? There you have it. Somebody said it. I think he was trolling, but, you know, yeah. it's a specific kind of, like, troll. Yeah. Um, has, has all these uh, road trips around America changed your outlook on America at all? Yeah, definitely. Well, it's so crazy because I was hopeful when I first hit the road. And then I became super like nihilistic mm. after just going to all these crazy events and seeing how like lost a lot of people are and stuff like that. But then the way our audience has grown has made me hopeful again. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It and does. like how many people are responding to this like sort of ethnography that we're doing. Definitely. I would find it very difficult not to become kind of jaded or nihilistic. I mean, there's definitely that vibe vibe conveyed although you're really kind of rubbing shoulders with the fringes the absolute fringe of society so but like when see i've, I've not really traveled these areas that you frequent like you know this a lot of the midwest southern places are people generally all like this no definitely not actually you get crazier types on the coasts i mean think mm -hmm. about it. every type of person is in california and mm -hmm. the way i can't think of it you got there's rednecks in California. There's the Wooks. There's burners. Every dude, California. You know, there's places on the West Coast have a greater diversity of personalities. Hmm. But if you want a concentration of people like that, like you just saw, you're probably better off in the South. But most people are just living. You know, mm -hmm. they're not going to Don Junior's book signing <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate. Triggered. Yeah. You know, uh, as I understand it, your first big hit with all gas no breaks was your burning man video is that correct yeah that, those are just the first videos period i don't know if it was the first smash hit but oh. it was the first videos so was it an immediate hit the burning man not immediate but it, i think it went pretty hard i don't know where our growth's been pretty steady but I'm trying to think of the most explosive stuff that we made the I recent guess, yeah, stuff you're kind of right burning man was pretty good i mean the recent stuff went off really hard like your recent fourth of july yeah, it's crazy. Celebration it's our, first million, our first like three million view YouTube video. Yeah, that's awesome. But the Burning Man video, a lot of people wanted to sue you for that video, right? Yeah, particularly that one dude, DJ Soft Baby. I don't know if any of you guys were able to catch that before it went down. Oh, so you I'll edited. tell you how this happened because this, this is really funny. <laughs> I don't think I can speak about it because I'm not using his government name. So this dude, rich guy from Massachusetts, walking around with just gold leggings and no shirt on, like basically walking around i noticed because there's like soup kitchens at burning man where people go at all hours of the night to get free food there was this chowder spot you know in the playa there and he kept running up to the 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 chef and being like oh this is so fucking good like he was like this is the best <laughs> in my fucking life like melting down and i was like that dude is so high on molly so i went up to him and i was like hey man like you want to be in a documentary and he was like fuck yeah <laughs> and then uh he came over he was like you know going all crazy and then he, we just get, did this interview about like molly as like a therapeutic thing it was really funny it was just like 
don't be doing some fucking moon rocks you find on the ground. And he was just like being really funny. Started dancing with the shirt off for like 20 minutes. Just this awesome dancing. He signed a release form, I believe. Something like that. It was really? all good. So we leave Burning Man. We post a video. And like within, I think, two hours, like not only is the post down, but like the page is down. And the IP address has been like flagged. So like it, it was terrifying. Like, huh. We thought the whole thing was over. Wow. That was one of our first videos. Moral of the story is Burning Man's a hard place to film because a lot of those people were like high paid Silicon Valley, you know, tech types. They go to Burning Man to be crazy, but they're not as crazy as they seem there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That was a legal nightmare, actually. Wow. I probably, I probably wouldn't, would not go back to Burning Man again to film. That's crazy. So, wait, you've posted the video. Where did you post it where it was removed? Instagram. Instagram. And with two hours, it was shut down. Huh. And you ended up in litigation with this guy too? No, definitely not. I mean, I think he was content with it being taken down. And then you just edited him out and put it back up. Yeah, but that, that's one of my favorite clips of all time. That sucks. Oh, <laughs> dude, we got it. Is that resurfaced somewhere on the internet? <laughs> I'm done. Blink twice if uh, I can find that on the internet. <laughs> there you go. That's what's up, dude. Um, so do you prepare like release forms and you have everyone sign it when you record them? Yeah, we do most yeah. of the time. I mean, we learned our lesson a few times. Mm. I mean, one time in Alabama, I had these, these girls that were like college girls like came on camera and they were just like, I would let Trump like shit on my face. Like all this crazy Trump stuff is just like, I love Trump. They're like, I would even let Baron Trump hit it. Like, just oh like, oh. <laughs> so I post that and then I had lawsuit threats. I had private investigators with Alabama area codes harassing my mom. What? They got my family's phone number. They're harassing my family. Damn. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, release forms are crucial now. More with college students because they have, they have more growing to do and they have more to lose. Mm-hmm. We don't get release forms from, like, people in their 40s and 50s who are at you know, music festivals. They don't sue you unless they're, like, obviously rich. It's right. the kids who <laughs> sue. It's the kids' parents who sue. Right. Mm-hmm. 18 to 18 to 22 year olds, their parents will sue the shit out of you. Mm. Do you find that, well, in the example of this guy, you, the DJ Babyface or whatever, you had the release form, right? Uh, it's possible, but it's also possible we didn't. I don't really remember. Oh, okay. But either way, you can't, if you work hard enough, you can avoid a release form by saying that you were on drugs. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's a hard case to make, but you yeah. can definitely make the case if your lawyers are good you enough. You couldn't yeah. consent at the time. At the um, time, he was super stoked on it. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, that definitely is the effect of MD. That's funny though, man. Do you find that, I, I, I have to imagine that a lot of these interviews either go wrong or at a certain point, maybe people catch, you catch a lot of shit after the fact when people go, hey, this guy's kind of making fun of me actually. So do you have ever people, do you have any stories of like people contacting you directly and talking to them or is it just kind of the weird Well, honestly, it's been happening less and less because I'm trying to move the brand further away from like gotcha type shit where Mm -hmm. I seem super legitimate and it ends up being like a meme thing. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get more towards like not overtly political, but I want to make it so when I pull up somewhere and people recognize me, they don't think that I'm going to only make fun of them. They Mm -hmm. see that I might do some making fun of them, but I also want to get what they're saying across. So I don't want, I want to have some duality where I can't be pigeonholed as like a Borat Bruno type where it's like, this is a troll. Mm. Right. Cause that will end up 
like harming it when you're trying to shoot and people recognize Absolutely. you. Yeah. yeah. Are you worried about a day when maybe let's say you make a show with Afso and it becomes like like a big show? Are you worried that it might prevent your ability to catch interviews? No, because it actually makes more people be down to interview because people right. love the show. Like, for example, when I was in Portland, there was a bunch of like Antifa protesters. They never do interviews with anyone. Mm. But because they were fans of my Minneapolis content, mm. I got oh. like five or six interviews with people in full black block gear, like wow. telling me their demands. <laughs> so I got a lot of shit that otherwise wouldn't have been possible without the fan base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of an, an, a really great thread through your story because i feel like with a lot of people like you you name like borat sasha barrett cohen's character because because he specifically lampoons people if they know him there's like i'm not going to participate but yeah, in your definitely. case i think you're right that that people will be encouraged if they know who you are yeah i mean it, everyone in the marquette michigan fourth of july video knew who we were every person oh, wow. on video that's was wild a big fan. i knew i saw a lot of people referencing your name and your show and stuff yeah i mean it Dude, fame is working to our advantage. And if it doesn't, I'll just get a buzz cut or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's always right. that option. Rebrand. Bro, I used to have hair just like you when I was in high school. <laughs> but, where'd you grow up? Uh, in Ventura, California. You don't know where Ventura It's near LA, suburb of LA, kind of. But I used to, I got like a gnarly dandruff, bro, and I had to get rid of it. You have that problem? Wait, no, not so much anymore because I got the hair and shoulders. But there was a time, man, especially in my high school years, I was flaked out. Flaked out, bro. I was Black. snowing on everybody. Man. Yeah, I got the head and shoulders too. I wasn't cutting it. But I use, I actually rock head and shoulders to this day. So Word. So where do you guys live in LA? I'm trying to find like an area to rent an apartment in. It's like, it's cool. Uh, we live in West uh, Los Angeles. Is that right, Dan? I mean, technically. Yeah. So, I mean, anywhere in LA is great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you just, as long as you're preparing for having to drive places... You know. I'm, I'm going to buy a car. I'm pretty and sure you used, RV used when I get to down driving. There. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like anywhere is is good. I think you I think you find a nice a lot of nice places. You'll probably be working. I know there there are offices in like Burbank or something. So there's a lot of nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Word. I think there's a lot of nice places around there. Valley. I, 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 do you do you know how um those two guys those three guys really Dave. Eric and Tim would be involved in in the production of of a show you make with them. Ah, uh, no, I've never done this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for editing, helping with editing, and just you know being there. I mean, they're really good references. Like uh, they're they just have, awesome. They're some yeah. legends, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I was wondering about your videos. It feels so effortless, but. It makes me wonder, does it sometimes happen when you go somewhere and you feel like you can't get the right footage or it's not interesting enough or? Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. Definitely had a couple of shoots that we weren't able to make a video out of. It's just a matter of not getting down on yourself, mm -hmm. especially with, during this quarantine time. It's got to be frustrating, right? Like I've been yeah. there, like I'll make a video. I know that feeling you, like if I find a really good topic and then I just, I try so hard to make it work, but it just doesn't work. And I, I, yeah. I can see like, yeah, because, but you, you drive to a place, you go, you do it. I mean, like, what's an example of a video that you guys attempted that didn't work out? That you put a lot of, I think that into? we did the, the way we did the border security expo video didn't work very well. I like that video. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I just didn't like it because it was just so heavy on editing and music. Yeah. Yeah. You and feel I, like I, there's no I had way. This, I had this era where like, I was like, oh, we'll salvage a lot of these clips by like 
blasting them with meme music. Mm. And now it's like, I, I want to get back to that like original raw thing of like no music, minimal editing. Mm-hmm. That's the shit. I love your interviewing technique when you interview people. I've noticed this. When you put a mic in someone's face, you don't have to say anything. And you, I don't say you, anything, dude. I love that, that you just nod. Very affirming, like, I'm with you all the way, dude. Yeah, and like, like yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Hell yeah. And you just put the mic in their face, man, and like, they'll say something eventually. Like, I I, yeah. I forget what video it was, but, uh, oh, it was, I think it was the Area 51 where there was the two officers and the one, <laughs> the second officer didn't want to say anything, but you just put the mic in his face. Yeah. You just started nodding. And he and just, like, he was forced. He had to say something. It was awesome. It's funny. I love it. <laughs> just did it to the feds in Portland, like I said. It and it worked, right? I mean, it yeah, worked. It worked. <laughs> I fucking love it. What are some, is there any memorable moments on the road of stuff you had to cut that was too wild? So I went to the AVN Expo in uh, Vegas and I made really good friends with these two actors, which is Sean Lawless and Kendra Cox. And uh, I, we, we sort of started joking, like, who writes the scripts for story based porn movies? You know, because some of the setup is just so bad. And I wonder who is, you know, assigned to create the drama that leads to like the porn scene. So they let me write like a script for them. (laughs) And I wrote the script and I actually played the distressed husband. And then Sean, Kendra was my wife and Sean was the cable guy who was sent to fix the the TV that was broken because Circuit City sold us a defective TV and I wanted to watch uh, the Emoji movie. So I just made this crazy plot line. Um, that's on Pornhub only. It that's is. Probably oh. the craziest thing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. What's the title of it? I think it's like Nerdy Suit Man gets <laughs> wifed banged by Big Cock Cable Guy. Or nerdy like Suit that. Man gets, gets banged by Cable Guy? Or no. Why? Nerdy Suit Man. Just start with that one. Yeah. Nerdy Suit Man. Porn, you said it's on Pornhub? Yeah, it's on Pornhub. Let's take a look. Nerdy Suit Man's BBW wife fucked by yeah. Big Cock? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be it. I just want to see the whole the setup. I wrote the whole thing. This is awesome, dude. <laughs> Here, I'll play the audio. Oh my god. Oh shit. I've had the longest day at work, babe. So let me this I is, just let me get this straight. Co- you guys were at the AVN and you're just like, let's go shoot a porno in your hotel room. That's what it looks like. Yeah, well, I was just make I was interviewing them about script writing, and I was like, mm. they were like, do you want to do it? I was like, like write a script for the porno. And I was like, I was like, well, can <laughs> I play yeah. an extra in the porno, but non nude? You can <laughs> you can add that to your um to your IMDb <laughs> writing credits, Definitely. bro. No, yeah, hold those, one and dude, watch Sean the Lawless um, huge, Sean Lawless. I mean, let me get let me get a picture of him. He's a huge porn star. I, you know, let me see I his mean, face. Oh yeah, this guy. A, I've seen his cock so many times, bro. <laughs> there you go all gas no brakes you even got the title credit man oh my god oh, oh so you're there the whole time shit. while they're fucking your dad yeah. watch your porn videos oh dude <laughs> no so he's no. interviewing them as they're having sex she's riding him absolutely where we are how about you are your parents proud really nice view so. from the window too actually what does this tattoo mean is that a uh is that a was that their uh, room they had like a tattoo. like a suite something it was a bad decision really yeah my ex-boyfriend put it back there yeah, it's probably gonna be a hard question but what's the worst decision you've ever made <laughs> i don't know i don't really have too many bad decisions i think uh 
So <laughs> you know, his cock is in her right now. She's riding. <laughs> what about you, man? What's your biggest regret in life? That I didn't do this sooner. <laughs> yeah, I worked a desk job and it sucked. I worked 40 hours a week, making dick money and They're tried so to everybody about else with my having problems. Sex. And then I realized I could have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> uh, and I like big tits and big ass and I like big women and she ain't a lady unless she's 180 all gas no brakes baby <laughs> the fuck? there you have it yeah, I wonder like was it all worth it oh what life of porn life of sin oh, I- <laughs> okay well that there's your one episode that can only be found on Pornhub <laughs> Pornhub exclusive uh, what was it like being on set during a porn, but I guess it wasn't really on set. It looks like it was just two people fucking in a hotel room, kind of. Uh, it was gross. <laughs> was it? It looked kind of gross, wasn't it? It's was kind of gross. Yeah. You looked horrified. <laughs> well, because the cameraman were also headbunners. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know oh. if anyone knows that. Wait, your cameraman got popped a, a no, woody? No, no. no, it's the, not the his cameraman. cameraman. The, the, the cameraman worked with the ad- adult. He had a woody? They all they always do. No way. I thought you would get desensitized. Huh. And his he's just got a boner bulging in his pants. Yeah. That's gnarly, that bro. That's so weird. <laughs> Did you comment on it? <laughs> no, I just stuck out of my mind. I, was like, I feel like you we, I I wish we got a comment from him maybe. <laughs> he was the husband of the the girl. Oh. He was filming it. Oh, yeah. so that's like his. Okay, he, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I, I guess could, that's a little yeah. more forgivable. Yeah. Yeah, it's very forgivable. He was mad cool too. He was like wasted. <laughs> He's all <laughs> he cool. Like, He's like, yeah, yeah. All night. He's like, I can't wait to watch this shit. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, dude. Get it. That makes sense. That's <laughs> his thing. Yeah, that's his thing. God bless yeah. him. <laughs> um. Do you? I got to get over to Patreon, man. It sounds like all the good shit's over there. What's your <laughs> Patreon? Where do, how do we find you? All gas, no breaks on Patreon. Yes. You, have, you have a lot of support there, man. Uh, Dude, it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. When I went over there, the amount of, of uh, support you guys over there is fantastic. I'm very happy for you. Thanks, man. <laughs> I was just, I was having the mic in your face moment, but it wasn't working. <laughs> You kind of need to be in the same room, yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, there was this. So I want to watch some clips together. Okay, um, let's do some, it. Some, some parts that stuck out to me. What do you make of these people who are protesting the, the lockdown? Wait, you closed it? Oh, I, I closed it, guys. Well, as, as we can see, we're having a second wave now because of the people who refused to follow the guidelines at first. So, And Trump's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are dying, dude. Herman Cain died today. Who Herman was, Cain died? He died today. And you know what? What? He got COVID from the Tulsa fucking rally, bro. What? Really? I said, my camera crew was out there. Holy yeah, shit. He went to... Herman Cain died from the Tulsa rally? Yes. Herman Cain. Her, like the part Herman owner Cain. of Little Caesars? Yes. You know that? He Wait, he owned Little Caesars? His family has a part ownership of Little Caesars Pizza. I know so he was a CEO of some pizza of, company. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that's fully inferred information. But I like to think that Herman he, Cain is the CEO of Little Caesars. He, no, he owns some pizza place. I don't think it's Little Caesars. 
Herman. Seizures. Yeah, little seizures. <laughs> Is that a Herman Cain death joke, my, my guy? <laughs> well, I've been saying little seizures for a while. It's just fun saying yeah, it. Because it. <laughs> Herman Cain pizza. Pizza business. He owns some pizza shit I ain't never heard of. Like, uh, it was called. Uh, this is important. Godfather's Pizza. What? Bummer, not Little Caesars. Anyway, he went to the Tulsa rally. He proudly posted a picture of him without a mask with his whole posse. Oh my God. And now he's died of COVID. It wow. does. Yeah, this is happening. I think a lot of those people hmm. who were at the. Um, at the coronavirus lockdown protest, they, they just fall victim to information circles. You know, yeah. these are like pretty concentrated Facebook groups or echo chambers. I always say that, you know, when the internet first came out, the idea was that we're going to have a more well-informed public <laughs> that was going to have access to ideas on the left, right, middle, whatever. But really, it seems to create like different bubbles of people like on the far right, far left. Mm-hmm. And the people at, at, the, at the coronavirus lockdown protest are very much right-wing conspiracy, QAnon, flat earther types. They only communicate with each other. So there's the question of how much are they falling victim to this and how much are they antagonizing it? It's a mm-hmm. hard one to think about. I mean, yeah. It's, it's pretty sad. I mean, once people actually start dying. Yeah. That's, I, have that's, no, I, don't, I don't have any ill will against them. I mean. No, yeah. me neither. No, it's I know. Totally, it's totally sad. And actually, it's ha- I see it happening a lot now. A lot of these COVID truthers are catching the virus and they're dying. Yeah, we them, think it would bring be- people together because it's just it's a the, this virus is like a common enemy. We all have to fight the same thing. But, yeah, I kind of lost f- a lot of faith in our institution and just the fabric of our society. When something like a pandemic can become a political issue, it just it just struck me as so bizarre. And you know, now we're in this situation where people are desperate to reopen schools. And reopen the economy, but like we, if we just did it right the first time, we'd be all good by now. Like most other right. wealthy countries, it's just frustrating. And that's the thing you said. Other countries, it's like people forget that it's global. It's, it's like this isn't global. just like a Trump versus Biden, yeah. you know, like patriot versus like snowflake thing. This is yeah. like every country. So, was it political in in Italy? No, it's no, no, not no. in Israel. It's no, no, not. No, no, no. Nowhere else, dude. Maybe England, maybe Brazil. These kind of, uh, it just seems like. Like when I was telling my friends in Israel that there is a whole discussion here about if you should wear a mask or not. <laughs> they were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That's, that's crazy to even, even say that because over here, it's such an issue. Yeah. You know, I was just in, I was in Bismarck, North Dakota, dude. Went past a packed bar with no one wearing a mask. I was like. This yeah. Is Do you find it odd that people, I see this a lot online that people blaming the whole uh you can't even really call it a second wave it's the first wave just up but people blaming the increase in cases on protests and i find that really bizarre you don't think it could be like related at all i think for the most part most studies have shown that that um the protests didn't play a big part and i think when you see it on camera you see wow look at all these people right and you yeah. think, man, this is a disaster. But when you compare, what was, how many people were at rallies? Like, you know, 10,000, 20, 30,000. When you compare that to the population of entire state, it's really a drop in the bucket. I mean, it's the reopening. It's the people at the bars. It's people at the restaurants. It's people indoors not wearing masks that are really spreading the virus. You look at a state like Florida. How many people live in Florida? Like 30, 
million or something like that. I don't know, 20 million. Yeah, they're all like sweating and making out on the beach at all times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Passing <laughs> joints and cigarettes and stuff, sharing beers. I mean, and you're talking about millions and millions of people. So like if you just it's easy to look at protesters on the street and be like, that's they are the specific reason why we're here, but like it really is a drop in the bucket. And unfortunately, yeah. George Floyd didn't choose the time to be murdered. Right. He had coronavirus too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I also noticed that they try to say that's why he died and not the dude whose knee was dig dug into his <laughs> neck. Oh my God. People come up with any reason to, yeah. other than that why he died. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. We can argue about anything, but and you heard you ever heard uh, George Floyd's old music? You know that song Sitting on Top of the World by Big Floyd, like some old school Houston screwed up click shit. Man, mm. George Floyd's music was dope. He was a really like for real? legendary rapper in, in Houston in the 90s. You know DJ Screw, like old school Houston shit? No. No. Uh, well, DJ Screw was like a pioneer of like screwed up music in Houston, which is like kind of like Codeine influence, like slowed down music, oh. like chopped and screwed. He invented that. Him and George Floyd, whose rapper name was Big Floyd, they kicked it super tough. And Big Floyd made a bunch of songs. And one of them called Sitting on Top of the World is like the most haunting song because he really is sitting on top of the world right wow. now. Wow. I did not hear that. Check that shit out for sure. Hmm. Wow. Where was this? Mo I want to show you this moment. And when you're at the rally to protest the lockdown and a dude comes up to you and coughs in your face. Uh, yeah, sort of. He, he more coughs in another dude's face. Yeah. Here it is. And I'm bouncing off the walls of my living room because I can't go out. California, not communism. Everybody cough in my face. Do it. <laughs> Somebody come cough in my face. Yes. Cough directly in my face. Yeah, I'm not sure this guy just doesn't have a fetish that he's disguising as being a COVID truther. He's a flat earther too. I'm just putting that out there. Oh, he is. <laughs> wow. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna give him any free exposure, but yeah, that dude. His name is Jake, and he's a flat earther. That doesn't surprise me at all, man. This guy, <laughs> this guy, whatever it is, he is it. And is he still alive? Do you know? I don't know, man. Well, wait. No way. I never did put on hand sanitizer ever, and I don't ever wash my hands. Can you believe that? <laughs> It's like, dude, okay, we're talking about, like, the fact that you don't ever wash your hands isn't really at debate here, but. And it's like, yes, dude, I believe you. Okay, I do believe <laughs> you. You don't have to worry about that. He's like, not only is COVID fake, all viruses are fake. I have never washed my hands. Believe it because it's true. In my opinion, we're looking at a seasonal flu in a bunch of fake death numbers. Go ahead, America. Touch your face. Go out and have sex and don't worry about touching anything. Fucking touch anything and everything. It makes your immune system stronger. I used to be afraid of raw eggs and raw meat, and now I drink raw eggs, and I eat raw meat, and I have been for years, and I'm fucking fine. Every I don't think so. Are you? Yeah, I think this guy's <laughs> got a brain. I think this might have affected you in some way, but I, wow. <laughs> pretty sure that guy's got a brain a parasite. What camera? <laughs> what camera do you guys use? Is it like never heard of? Is all sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying to control this. Sorry, go ahead. Hila. Is it like old school? Well, we have what we call big cami, which is like a a, a, 19, a 2004 like shitty giant Panasonic okay. that we bought off this like Cuban dad in Kendall, Florida. <laughs> and then we have the nice camera, which is like mm -hmm. 3,500 bucks, which is like a Sony Alpha. Mm -hmm. You guys use like tape, or is it digital? The big one. It's digital. Yeah. 
It, it it's has like the first, that look. The first though. like crop of digital cameras to come out. Uh, it's awesome. It looks yeah. great. <laughs> Pretty much true. 9/11 was an inside job. No one's ever walked on the moon. The vaccines are poison. Can you cough in my face, dude? See, people are too. They're too scared to even cough when you ask. It's like not. We it's don't like, dude, have. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't need to argue with these people. <laughs> Do you remember a lot about the, the people you meet on the streets? You seem to have a keen memory about all of the people you meet. Yep. You have a good memory in general? Or do people just stand out to you? I have a really good memory. I actually have the best memory. <laughs> just I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think so. I remember like a lot of people. Although I don't think I would forget. These are kind of unforgettable yeah. people you run across. Everybody in the videos I remember a lot about because yeah. they made an impression mm -hmm. on me because yeah. that yeah. factors into the editing process. I, I don't remember like every, I'm sure I've talked to a bunch of people I don't remember, especially like the furries, you know, I actually didn't have a good time at that conference. Hmm. Tell me that about that. It doesn't really that. come through. Certain, certain conferences I just like don't have fun at. I don't know why. Cause they're just like so overwhelming and still like stimulating in a way that it's like, unfamiliar that I just kind of burn out. Mm -hmm. Like I was staying at a, motel six next to the airport in chicago in december and like walking a mile to the furry con every day and just like i don't know i just i guess i didn't know what the furry fandom was about i thought it was just like a sex thing i don't know why i thought that i thought it was like a weird bestiality type thing totally wrong i think first it's actually pretty cool and it like a lot of the people there like i talked to were like on the spectrum and so when they wear the hmm. fursuit like it makes they can socialize non-verbally and don't have to make eye contact so they can just like oh. touch oh. and without like really? having to, like the social pressure of like an, an eye contact thing so that's actually i think first it's actually pretty cool and it's super therapeutic to mad people that i talked to so that was the dilemma is like fuck i'm not here to make fun of these people anymore oh. like what am i supposed to do i don't want to make these people feel shittier than they already have been mm. made to feel before they became fairies mm -hmm. so i just i don't know i just had a, I had a tough time there i was just bored I it's think so that a lot of people watching will appreciate hearing that because we've kind of made, we make fun of furries on this show uh, and we always get a little bit of blowback from the furry community. They feel that they're misunderstood. It sounds like you've had that came to that same conclusion. Yeah, I just think sex is a really small part of it, even mm -hmm. though for some That's what reason they say, it yeah. seems, right. seems to be a big part of the portrayal. Mm -hmm. Which is where I don't know why it just seems so synonymous with fetishism. I don't know why either. The tail. I don't know what's going on there. There's just something that like makes it seem like it's like a sex cult. Yeah, it's not. Well, dude, have you been inside a furry suit? Because I got one for a gag, and it's. I mean, the the commitment it takes to be inside that suit for more than ten minutes because it is not comfortable and it's hot as a <laughs> mother. Yeah, I have. I know it's like forty five hundred bucks, but I would actually be a scaly, not a furry, because I'm far more into reptiles than I am animals with hair and fur. <laughs> and I had this lizard that died on the American Idol finale in 06 when I was in seventh grade. No, it's when I was seven years old. You know, when Carrie Underwood beat Bo Bice, I was a huge Bo Bice fan. So I was already crying because Bo Bice lost the American Idol finale. And then I go into my room and my lizard Snakey is just like slumped on his back like oh. dead. And oh, my, no. So I was just the worst day of my life. So I was thinking about getting R.I.P. Snakey tattooed. But then I met someone at the furry con who designs scale based furry costumes for like $7,000. Oh, so I wanted to be like an eight foot tall, like buff, like reincarnated Snakey and just roll <laughs> around and speak in like a lizard voice. <laughs> So you, so people who are rep, who identify with reptilians are scalies. 
Scalies, yeah. They're, they kind of get a bad rap in the furry thing. <laughs> really? Kind of it's like the Slytherin of furries, you know? They're just like, why are you doing that? <laughs> but you can, cru- you can roll up in a scaly suit and people may not accept you. Yeah, people are like, ah, oh, it's the fucking Scalies. <laughs> I, I don't know why I made them like Philly Italians. I don't think they talk like that. But they'd be like, uh, ah, you know, the Scalies are here. <laughs> But is but that I find that interesting that there's different communities. I, I guess, but they kind of are still in the furry world, right? There's beef too. There's hella. That's drama. what I'm curious about. Yeah, what is the there's right wing? There's kind of right wing furries. There's wow. Furries who have a problem with trans people. There's there's tons of like weird shit going on in the furry community. There, there's like it's crazy. They're not just furries, man. Politics the whole transcends this the first suit. Well, because part of the thing is. Furries are also non-gendered for the most part. Mm. So it's pretty much a safe haven for anyone mm. struggling with identity issues at all. Mm. I mean, you can just be like this furry and like, mm. it's tight, bro. It's not for me. Like, I don't think I would actually ever participate, but I respect every furry. There you go. Furry lives matter. Yeah. I like that. I appreciate, I actually appreciate that insight. Yeah. Uh, I do find that useful. Um, Flip Flop the Clown is is a man who stuck out to me from Florida Man 1. I What I want to know, first of all, let's watch this so I can familiarize. Where are you right now when you come across a character like Flip Flop the Clown? So I'm at a place where sometimes I go to relax. It's called the Sausage Castle. It's outside of Orlando. It's ran by a uh, jackass affiliate and juggalo you know, kingpin named Mike Busey. And it's a uh, it's where I go when I'm in Florida to just, you know, chill out for a bit, edit. It's like a giant mansion in the swamps. Is that uh, why he's in a clown mask? Because it's like Juggalo affiliated? Or is this dude just so roll like that? Mike Busey, you can look him up. He looks insane. I would encourage you to Google it. Image of what's his Busey. name? Mike Busey? Mike Busey. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. So the way um, the Sausage Castle works is it's like a giant house. It's kind of like a dorm where each person is basically like an independent OnlyFans yeah content creator and oh. they pay the bills for this giant mansion based upon like a percentage of the money that's coming in to like independent, uh, like pornographic content creation, basically. Huh. I've so, never heard of such a place in my life. Yeah. Here you it's, are. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just like a lot of, I have a lot of friends there. They call it the sausage castle because like, that's what like Vice called it because there's like so many dudes there. Someone called it the Sausage Castle, but that's where. So that was a Halloween party at the Sausage Castle last year, mm. and it's called Drunk People in Costumes. Dude, the the DJ, the celebrities that appeared were so strange. DJ Paul from Three Six Mafia, uh, <laughs> Stitches, the rapper, you guys, Stitches, and uh, Daddy Longneck was there. Daddy Longneck uh, made an appearance. Big Gucci, but it was just like this crazy like. It's a really interesting and place. And you, like, by really the way. You. Yeah, I was there. They didn't even know who I was, though. Oh. This is before the show even popped off. They oh, thought okay. I was like a nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did they know. Yeah. Shaq, but dude, the Sausage Castle is a lot. Of, Shaq kicks it there. Post Malone kicks it there all the For time. For real? Oh, okay, sort of, so this is a wild yeah. spot. Shaq at the Sausage Castle. Yeah, he's as, every time you go, there's like kind of like random celebrities. So here we really have. Anomaly. Here we have. Um, Flip flop the clown with a foot fetish. Uh, Did you? I'll just let this speak for itself. Did you see the uh, lead up to this? How did he convince her to do this? 
Oh, the girl? Yeah. Oh, it's my friend Jessica. She's from San Diego. She's she's recently become like a Trump babe, but at the time. Oh yeah, I know that type, the Trump babes. Yeah, like uh, it'll just be like photos of her in like a bikini on the beach in San Diego, and be like, "I love my country." Yeah, with like <laughs> you know American I mean? bikini and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but yeah, no, she she was just down. She's, everyone at the Sausage Castle is is like down. <laughs> Man, what a vibe. How did that make you feel? Yeah. Um. I liked it, but I feel like dirty about liking it. Not as dirty as mouth, though. Oh, flip flop the clown of a foot fetish. What do you like about feet, man? I was born with a foot fetish. I just love the odor and the taste and the. Uh. Was there a certain age where you realized, like, hey, I like this? Yeah, when I was a kid. We used to fantasize about uh, uh, when I was in kindergarten, the kindergarten teacher stomping and putting me in, in her shoes and just like me living inside her shoes and stuff. You know, and then I got older and, uh, you know, I got boners with the same fantasies. <laughs> in your life, how many toes do you think you put in your mouth? I don't know, like somewhere in like uh, almost a million. <laughs> I have a, a foot fetish rap song called Feed Him a Face. Shut the fucking, uh, shut your fucking face because you know I love the taste. Feet, I'm a mother. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met anyone like this in my life. <laughs> but here you are. He does that all year round. Oh, damn. Coronavirus has really fucked over Flip Flop. Oh, man. I feel bad for him right now. He probably hasn't been able to do that in a long time. Maybe mm. he's finding a way. I hope so. I don't think coronavirus is stopping him, a guy like that. Yeah, but I mean, I heard that he's like the gathering of the juggalos and just go tent to tent and just like, oh, my wow. God. He actually has a, he has a gay cousin. Who's like flip flop, but you know, sucks on dudes' toes only, and they go together to the juggalo gathering. No way! Like, wow. They probably yeah. clean up at the juggalo place. I can Definitely. see everybody being down there, <laughs> even just for the novelty factor, you know. Yeah, Has I've fl- seen him do crazy. He was doing some way more hardcore shit than that at the Sausage Castle. Though I think he was like eating ass on the like. <laughs> he was going crazy, man. Flip flop oh. is it? He goes in. <laughs> oh, he's just eating straight up ass. So he, he yeah, he was. Down I, that's all. the first thing I saw him doing was just eating wow. ass on the pavement. That's amazing. <laughs> um, have you ever had your foot in him or his cousin's mouth? No, no. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> just curious. I mean, oh, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> then the the other character that that jumped out to me from Florida Man Two, of course, is. Joker Man, who again is some... oh, that's my boy. <laughs> so what does he go by? Joker Man, Joker Gang, three hundred five, jo- Ross Chico Live, South Sea, South Side, St. Pete, Pinellas County, in this bitch. That's his full intro. Let <laughs> <laughs> me just so, say it again. Yeah, go. Yeah, yes. Hey, Joker Gang, three hundred five, Ross Chico Live, South Side, St. Pete, Pinellas County, in this bitch. <laughs> Every single time you see him. Wow. So nice. this guy says to you, Joker Man's been hitting up my girl. Did he introduce you to Joker Man? How did you find Joker Man? I Joker Gang was viral about two or three years ago. Oh. And when he was like in and out of jail, like smoking a ton of crank and like waving uh-huh. guns at pedestrians and country clubs and going <laughs> back to prison, Joker Gang kind of fell off got semi-sober and he kind of just jumped back on the map i actually did a solo interview with joker gang six months ago and uh he revealed the origin of his face tattoos he got it because his girlfriend i guess aborted their unborn kid without telling him and so he broke up with her and he was like i'm just gonna blast my whole face to make myself unrecognizable because i feel so betrayed 
Mm-hmm. So he got all those Joker tattoos at one time. He got his whole face blasted. Oh, the whole video wow. is actually on YouTube. If you look up like Joker gang tattoo uh, time lapse, you can find it. But I, so I've, I've been, I've known Joker gang for a while, maybe like six or seven months. So I went back and met up with him because he was like, yo, you got to meet my cousin. He's a six, nine impersonator. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> that's how this video came to be. And how did you know about the first guy? The, Joker gang? No, the guy who no. was beating his roaches. <laughs> oh, so he actually, he reached out to me via DM because he knew that I was uh, like uh, doing a podcast at the Sausage Castle. And he's uh-huh. like, yo, I live a uh, half a mile away. Like, do you want to come interview me? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Might as well do this. <laughs> so I like low level uh, prank influencers a lot. Lit blunt, Bubba. Oh, I wanted to talk about this gentleman. We don't like shit around here from the park. He doesn't waste shit around here. And he busts out like 20 roaches and just consumes them all in front of you. And I consumed one too. And I had a THC induced panic attack estimated six hours later at the sausage castle. I started having auditory. I hadn't consumed THC in five years. And I just swallowed this dude's like fucking probably like spice joint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh my right. God. So I started hallucinating and shit and I was freaking out. Like I was sweating profusely and my friends were like pouring water on my head. It was a terrible night, but it's wow. worth it for that video. That's amazing that just eating one of those dudes' roaches could get you so high. And he ate like Dude. 20 of them? Yeah. Or something? 20. Let's see how many he ate. Want to watch it? Yeah. I think it was 21. But did you talk to him? Was he okay after that? Yeah, man. Uh, that dude lives and breathes. <laughs> THC. Let's see. Four, you know? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He hits it and then swallows it. That's got to be a Guinness World Record right there. I like how he gags, too. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Oh, my God. Just light it. Light it up. Fire it up. Hit it one time. And then let go of it. You got down, you got to swallow that bitch. Man, I can't believe that one roach got you so good. I was blasted, bro. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like spraying weird additives on his shit. Like sketchy Florida gas station THC enhancer. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. That got you that high. I was was freaking out. And then, so, so what happens here is Florida man says that Joker gang's been hitting up his girl. Is that true or is that just set up? Yeah, that came completely unprompted. I, I could <laughs> not believe that Gum Gang had a problem with Joker gang because oh, I had interviewed Gum gang? Joker gang two days prior. I was like, this is camp. This is too good to be true. There's beef here. I'm actually, I'm going to set up a fight for them oh, in a month or two wow. at like a youth boxing gym and run like a pay-per-view. Oh, I would pay to see that all day, dude. Yep. Gum Gang, gang just hit me up. He just texted me. I realized he was like, when's the fight happening? I was like, bro, as soon as I can get back to the Orlando metro area. <laughs> going down you gotta man you should have gum gang dress up as batman (laughs) (laughs) um so joke so joker gang how do they feel about being referenced as florida man do they take cross with that or they kind of proudly yeah i'm a florida man they want to be viral so bad you (laughs) could be like you know, like, mm-hmm. and you can just say anything, man. They, they don't, don't care, care how they're labeled. They just want exposure. A lot of people in, in Florida are like that. <laughs> Florida has a huge, like, jackass core, like, prank hillbilly culture. Mm-hmm. It's like people in Florida in, like, the redneck side are, like, more aware of world star hip-hop and stuff uh. like that than rednecks in, like, Missouri. Mm. You know what I mean? So they, they want to go viral. Like, there's so many, like. That's so interesting. 
And that's how you end up with characters like these, I guess. But here's- Florida's got a crazy like 5,000 to 25,000 follower range, giant creed of like <laughs> hurt yourself influencers. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, there's yeah. hell like injure core, like Most your head on the table type people down there. <laughs> Barbed wire, crushing cans on the forehead vibes. Yeah. Seriously. Um, here's Joker gang. Uh, His DM, I kind of said, hey, buddy, stay the fuck off my girl's DM. Leave me the fuck alone, you know? For the longest time, he's been trying to troll me and get me to fight. I'm like, hey, let's fight, whatever. Now he's off probation. So you're going to make that ask Joker man. saying to you in the messages. Yeah. Oh, he's going to fuck me up. He's fucked my girlfriend. I swear to God, it's some inbred motherfuckers over there. Watch out, man. I'm going to whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think the corona should fake as fuck. North Korea or the Russians motherfucking... Send a chemical in the sky and shit. But I think it's fake because I ain't catch that shit yet. And I I barely wash my hands. Why not? Because I'm a hood nigga. <laughs> you fucking these hoes wrong and shit. I've been fucking the whole roster since I was a little kid, bro. Dogging, 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 dogging these old, bro. I got six kids, bro. I came out to a bag. Like, like it's straight away in no way. Like, straight away fucked my baby mama for like nine months before I even found out what the fuck was going on. Straight away these nuts. All right, so, uh, so we're doing this. You're mad! I'm dead! <laughs> oh, I can't play that. Right. <laughs> Man, these characters are something. Wait, so, like, these guys seem kind of like unpredictable. Do you find, but you know, you don't ever feel endangered around these kinds of characters. No. Interesting. I mean, why. it sounds like you consider all of these people friends. Yeah, those guys yeah. are my friends. Interesting. That's cool. Everyone's my friend. <laughs> um, Flat, uh, burning. Yeah, there was this one moment from Burning Man that really stuck out to me. Is I know you try to play it straight as you possibly can in in most situations, but there, I know I know what you're gonna pull up. Man. <laughs> yeah, the one lady who's having an <laughs> orgasm, and you're just the closest I've ever came to laughing in any video is what you're about to show. Yeah, <laughs> and you just couldn't pull it together. It's funny because she was pretty straight, playing it pretty straight, and then all of a sudden she just busts out with the with the. Uh, meditative orgasm or whatever is really going on i'll play there's this there's no way i could have known that she was going to do that i mean it just came it hit me so hard i was like oh my god this is happening right now like real time yeah. reaction you're going to see yeah. i mean your reaction was so funny i'm going to i'm going to play it breathing and You just you're channeling all your will not to laugh. Why is it that you don't want to laugh? You just you're trying to stay in character. You don't want to insult her. I don't like to laugh in people's faces. You yeah, know, it makes me feel bad. Yeah, exactly. You're just trying to be respectful. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> together Andrew. <laughs> that's a pretty good sound that was beautiful that was, <laughs> that was pretty good i mean all things considered i think you handled it pretty well you, cer- yeah, you certainly so put your best effort in yeah she was serious i think she was kind of bummed on that video well, how come i don't know 
didn't think she expected so many people to see it. She didn't get tricked or anything, but I just don't know. She well, how do you know that? You speak was. to them after the video comes out? They The video comes out weeks later, and they're like, holy shit, you know, my grandma's seen this. Just like things that you don't expect to reach. Mm-hmm. Like If well, you're in an All Gas No Breaks video, everyone you've ever known is going to see it because it's just going to find your extended friend group. Yeah, yeah. Right. People pass it from here to there. But oh, how yeah. is it that they're contacting you? You guys swap numbers? Yeah. DM, you know, hey, this is me. Her name was Rosma. She's like, hey, this is me, Rosma. Didn't realize your uh, platform was so big. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy that it's out there, but I'm feeling kind of like weird about it. And I'm like, yeah, like, I feel you. <laughs> but you know what she's it. really saying, though, right? She, yeah. She wants you to remove the video. No, not. She's wanting me to talk it through, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just need that validation of like, were you trying to fuck me over? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. People just need to be talked through being viral. Mm. You know, like what's going to happen. And, and I was like, look, man, like people aren't going to come out of that video being like, I hate that person. Right. Or no. like, no, they're going to come out of that video just laughing. Yeah. And that's it. It's simple. Yeah. You know, it's not the end of the world to be on one of the videos. Mm. Now we're super cool. But, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. I would assume that she was just coming to uh, kind of being like, hey, man, can you cut that shit out? But I, I feel you. Maybe you're right. Maybe uh, maybe my my mind just goes to a different place, more cynical place. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's hard to communicate how big the show is to someone, yeah. especially when you're meeting them on the fly. And I'm always in the scene. So I'm not like, I don't have a crew or a bodyguard. You're not I'm like, next say to you. that. Like, hey, just so you know, yeah. we're right. a million people it are going to see this. It That's feels weird. douchey, but then people want you to, like, they retrospectively want you to have let them know how big the show was. Mm-hmm. But what am I like? Oh, by the way, like hey, 1.4 million. <laughs> the engagement is fucking crazy. You gotta <laughs> hop on this shit. Like, I'm not gonna do that to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Your show has grown a lot in the past year. How do you, how are you feeling about that? I mean, are all your dreams coming true right now? Cause like, shit, you're a young man. You got Tim and Eric begging you for a show, hitting you in the DMs saying, Andrew, we need this right now. <laughs> I mean, how are you feeling? You got to be feeling pretty good about everything. Yeah, feeling good, but I'm just transitioning, you know, because it kind of freaks me out and stuff. Like when I'm walking around, like, and people are just like, like freak out, you know, <laughs> like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, ah, because I, you know, then I always study the effects of like young social media fame on mental health. And uh-huh. I think I'm doing pretty good, but it's definitely weird. And like, I don't think the human brain is like optimized. You know, you know, too, you're you're pretty famous, man. Like, you like you probably walk around and you're like holy shit like someone's stoked like and i don't even know them like it's just strange like you you got it it's just happened to me over a year so you get used to it but overall it's a good thing i'm just trying to figure out how to navigate social life now because definitely all all eyes are on me if i go out to a bar it's like all eyes on me Mm -hmm. like if i it's just weird you just got to operate a little bit differently what i've been doing is like keeping like old school friends like really close you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like my two camera guys like we just keep our like social world a little bit smaller and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think I'm doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took me a few, it took us a few years to get used to it. It's definitely yeah. really weird at first, but then you kind of get, like you said, you kind of, your, your circle gets smaller and you're a little more guarded. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's kind of what you just have to do to, to, um, to navigate the, your, your social world more. But I mean, like you said, it's, it's a good thing. It's nice. It's a really nice thing being people that you've never met and coming up and saying nice things to you. Mm-hmm. They're but, always super nice. You yeah. Know. But yeah, like you d- said, d- it's d- transitioning. It's, yeah, you're, it's you're, something that you like, have to like get used to and learn how to do. And 
It's just weird do, in the do, beginning. Do y'all, do y'all go to bars and stuff like that? Nah. No. We're, we're, we have a kid. We're old now. Yeah. I'm 35. I mean, I, I don't really leave that. I don't really, I go to work and I go home. You know what I mean? So I don't even find myself out in public much, but we were lived in New York for a year and we got a, a lot there. And, um, yeah, there's definitely a transition that takes place. I can imagine going to bars and meeting girls and stuff. Cause I've been married to, to Ela since before we were famous. So really? how long have y'all been married for? Uh, we've been married now for what? almost eight eight years, years. But we've been together for even longer. <laughs> and That's we fucking s- awesome. I, w- I want to get married so bad, man. Really? Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> no, but I want like a wife. You know. Let's mm. start. Yeah, well, you do. You're commit. You're you're a man who likes to commit. Well, yeah, I'm sure it would be dope to have a wife like y'all. Like, you know, do like funny shit together. What if I did that? It'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to have plenty of yeah, uh, girls that are going to be interested. I like being married. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like it. I mean, I know for some you guys, people. Do you guys ever like beef about stupid shit? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I feel like we've always been really good. Like, Well, you know, our relationships maybe more complicated than that because we work together we do everything together we're like always together and so sometimes that can cause maybe more friction than other couples would have but for the most part i don't think it causes much i mean for the most part we really get along like there's no we fight about food a lot like she doesn't like pizza what the fuck is that but it's like a stupid why do you like pizza it's insane and she goes yeah thank you andrew (laughs) interview her ask her questions yeah Ask her about pizza. I always eat his vegetables. Why do you not? You don't what? like your you vegetables. You don't eat my vegetables. Yes, you I eat- do. You don't ever eat your cucumber on your plate. <laughs> cucumber, is cucumber Exposed. even a vegetable? That's like the. I think. Okay, I don't know. Okay, you're so smart. What about like a cauliflower crust with like veggie veggie toppings? Would you go for I something like that? The, yes. Compromise. Yeah. They should try that. I would eat that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> as far as your refrigerator goes, does it have the feature where you can just put your hand on it and water comes out? Or do you guys have to uh, have water come from a separate place that's not the refrigerator? We have a tap. We have water on tap. We have ice oh, okay, coming cool. out of the fridge. Yeah, we get ice out of the fridge and we get water on tap. Well, what do, you do? To, what do you do for water about? in your RV? You just have like jugs of water? Damn, I'm going to have the environmentalists coming after me Uh-oh. with this one. but uh, Bottles. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, gallons. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's not bad. What else can you do? I mean, you could get individual dollar waters like Poland Spring. That sounds way worse environmentally. I agree with that. But the thing is, sometimes gallons of water have that. Why does water taste so weird sometimes? I wish we had a scientist mm-hmm. over here. You know how water tastes like hella gross and plasticky sometimes? Yeah. Well, most definitely. Yeah. I what think, is causing that? <laughs> I think heat, first of all, Ugh. when the heat. Mix, heats up the plastic in the water, I think you can get a really funky taste. I think mostly yeah. heat. And then I think it really depends on the quality of the plastic as well. <laughs> like some some companies get a really cheap, thin plastic that just like melts into the fucking water. And then some companies make a, a more hardy plastic that doesn't bleed so much. What's your favorite uh, water company? My favorite water is going to be the tap water from Santa Cruz and New York City. Whoa, that was a meta answer. That was amazing. <laughs> I mean, when I think about Damn. good water, that's, that's what comes true. to mind. I don't really have a brand of water. 
yeah when we lived in new york we were like we would just use it from the sink and we were like this is so good compared to la where in new york did you guys live manhattan upper west side upper west side oh big baller shit seinfeld, like, <laughs> seinfeld <up there. laughs> yeah i mean our, our apartment was like 2500 a month and we had we didn't have a kitchen bro <laughs> yeah, I, I lived out in Queens last summer. It was chill. Nice. I like Queens. Nice spot. I mean, our, our YouTube setup was the whole apartment, like the table and the camera and the lights that took up the whole place, basically. <laughs> Damn. Yo, what, what's like a funny like influencer, like YouTube cringe lord event that I could attend? Is there any giant gathering of like YouTube Zoomers somewhere? Mm. Oh. VidCon. Well, the yeah, VidCon is good, but I think VidCon, there's not that many. I The TikTok shit is pretty good. Like, the, you know, are you aware of Hype House? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I met some dude in Scottsdale who was like, come to the Hype House. Come to the Hype House. You, yeah, you yeah. definitely should go to the Hype House. <laughs> yeah. Can you give me a brief overview of what the Hype House is before I dive into this? Oh, wow. I, I only learned about it like the last week. So it's just it's where a bunch of famous TikTokers all live together. Yeah. Oh they, my god! But they're they're young and rich, I think. So you can only imagine like what goes on there. <laughs> they're they really do, is young. it dancing? Like yeah, like, what do they do? <laughs> well, so they recently got in a lot of controversy for having birthday parties where uh, nobody obviously was was observing the pandemic etiquette. They had a and, huge um, party, and a lot of them were vlogging it. You know, so. But but what do they do? I mean, I saw a brief clip. I mean, the party was crazy, man. They were like just very sexual. It seemed like very, lots of drugs and very sexual. Lots of alcohol. But like, I don't when you know. Say, were they grinding and like snorting blow or something? I saw lots of grinding. Yeah, I didn't oh, see man. any drug use, but I'm Gross. sure that there's lots of blow there. They sure. probably wouldn't show it. But do kids do blow or they like drink lean and like take Zans? Like I said, I'm a little out of touch, but from what I can tell in LA is that it seems like almost everybody does cocaine. Yeah. It kind of always surprised me the people. It like, always surprises us. I was like, oh, that guy does cocaine? Like everybody. It's crazy. Like I'll be at a party <laughs> and you think you know somebody and I'm like, oh, this guy's doing lines. It's wild. But Joe, does Joe Rogan do it? We that never I, met Joe that Rogan. I, Joe, I, I know. <laughs> Although why not? I mean. Sounds like he does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. He probably does. Uh oh, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Joe gets more Joe like harvests like reindeer fucking bile and like treats ferments it, in a, it. Yeah, yeah, ferments it. He gets weird. Say reindeer it. bile? Is that yeah. freestyle or is that something that he does? No, I think that's, he does uh, that. You heard it here. I think that's like freestyle. Reindeer though, puke? Is it, does that have a DMT in it or something? I think he harvests DMT from reindeer bile. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um no, I don't know because a lot of people like have a lot of this conceptions about what LA is, and I have to tell you, I mean, LA's a huge town. There's a tons of different kinds of people and and places to be here. I don't know. I I mean, I've I've been here as a married man and and as a like in my late twenties, we came out here. Or yeah, I'm pretty much almost 30s. thirty. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't participated much in like the LA party life. lifestyle yeah. so i don't know but to me i really i find la to be really chill there's lots of space yeah. it's really nice i mean I, I i think it's kind of bizarre how everybody has this concept of la being just a total shithole yeah it is really strange like it's like people shit on it like it's the fakest place ever it's like 
what place is super real? Like what place is there no social climbing and weird manipulators? Like, right. They make it seem like it's this shark tank. It's like, I don't is, know why. Is your hometown yeah. dope? I mean, like, look, you know, it really just comes down to what kind of person are you? I mean, you don't have any sense for, for judging characters you hang out with. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why people say that. Like when we lived in New York, you, I've heard so many times like, oh, dude, you're from L.A., fuck L.A., or like, oh, you're moving to L.A., bro, why would you want to go there? And someone who grew up in California, I never heard anybody speak about that, about any other state, like, oh, fuck, where are you from? But in New York, everyone was like, fuck L.A., and I never heard <laughs> that before. Imagine yeah. if you reverse that, like you're in L.A. and some New York fool was like pulled up with like a Yankee hat and like a bacon, egg, and cheese, you know, and you were it's like, pretty weird. I was New York. <laughs> I was just confused. <laughs> yeah, so I was so confused. I do like the bacon, egg, and cheese, though. Bro, that's my shit. So good. Yeah, I miss those. You uh, lived on that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the LA equivalent of bacon, egg, and cheese? Like Mexican food? Breakfast burrito. Egg McMuffin. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> breakfast burrito. burrito. Sure. Yeah, the breakfast burrito. There's just drive through McDonald's everywhere. Breakfast yeah. burrito? Yeah, but, but I think the convenience is what makes the bacon, egg, cheese pop, right? Breakfast burrito is not that convenient because you've got to go hey. somewhere to get it. I got one right around the corner from my place. And also, it <laughs> takes time to prepare. You know? I don't know. I think it's, Dude, it's a fucking Two minutes, I'll never get back. <laughs> what, waiting for a burrito? Yeah, I'm like, fuck, hurry up. No, but it's hard to find a place, man. It's not like that. Gotta get different. to Glendale. Where'd you say the Abzo office is? Burbank. It's in Burbank. Bro, I gotta get to Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> time is money. You're gonna yeah. get Hollywood so quick. Yeah, you're so. No way, bro. You're be I so keep hard. the RV, and if, if she ever gets weird, I'm gonna just go out to the Salton Sea, you know, like Bombay Beach, right around Slap City, and just <laughs> oh yeah, calm down. Lots of Mexican food, though. So let me let me. Uh, how's the love life with living with three dudes in a tiny RV? How does that happen? Well, I had a girl living with me who I was dating for like six months in the RV for a long time. Yeah, so it was four people. Oh fuck! Wow. So forget about masturbating. Do you guys have to tell? Like, if you guys want to have sex. Is it like, guys, you're going to have to give us a minute? Yeah, it's not awkward. I mean, they probably mean, like, you guys go get take food a walk or for something. a bit? It's not well, weird. I mean, well, it's only weird if someone tries to do it with other people in the RV and like be cool <laughs> about it. It's like we can all feel the RV moving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's got to happen, right? Because like if you're with your girlfriend, I mean, sometimes shit just happens in, in the nighttime. But have you had sex while your friends were in there? I mean, it has to have happened. What kind of stuff happens in the nighttime? Can you describe what happens? <laughs> Well, you're in bed together. Just chilling and what happens? And then all of a sudden, you just, all of a sudden, your penis is in uh, your girlfriend's vagina. And your homies are like a foot away from you. I try to, I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but like, I don't really, it's just some etiquette, just some respect shit. Like, you know. Yeah. You you try it out once and you wake up and your friends are like, hey, dude, you have fun last night? Because you can't be up until fucking five in the morning. And I was like, wait, doing what? I was just sleeping. (laughs) You know, I I sleep crazy. I kick shit in my sleep. I'm nuts. It doesn't work. (laughs) But I mean, the love life is good. It was cool to live with a girlfriend in the RV. But, you know, we just start arguing a lot. That's how it gets. What kind of stuff do you guys argue about? Just, you know, day-to-day shit. Like, Mm. You know, when you that, live in the RV, like I'm kind of in control of where we go, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm on a production schedule. So someone mm-hmm. is, has to be like all in for whatever the team mm-hmm. wants to do. Yeah. It would just be destination stuff. Like she'd be like, I want to go here. And I'd be like, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. And that just, it would just, 
it was too like it put me in too much of a control position because mm. I'm mm. basically in like a, a walking like a house on wheels that's also an editing studio and also like a tour bus it was just yeah. too much to manage me and her are still cool it's just like Oh, can you can you say something? Your audio dropped. Am I back in this? Yeah, bitch? you're back. You're back. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can see that. That's a lot to ask from someone. I'm surprised yeah. she was down. I mean, that's wild. That's 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 pretty wild. Oh yeah, she, it was really sick. I think when I get to LA, I'll start like dating again and stuff. Well, we have a yeah. show. We do this thing called The Bachelor. I don't know if you're interested in. <laughs> We have oh, a yeah. dating you guys show are, where we involved people. with that project. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'll be the bachelor. Yeah. That's kind of what I was suggesting. But just to give you an idea of like the success, Ian, um, our uh, Ian's really he's the brains. with the blue hat. Can you see Ian? I'm yeah, when I talk, he can zoom. Yeah. So, so Ian actually found the love of his life on through uh, through the Bachelor. She lives across country and she moved to LA and now they're together. So. <laughs> We have success stories. Uh, I mean, calling she? calling the the way we did it a success is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> well, I'm happy so, for you, man. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Too. Then the result was good. Yeah, then yeah, the yeah, show never ultimately. picked up. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> You're not mentioning the massive failure that we also had, though. The show has failed twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show failed twice. I'm trying, trying to pitch him. Fucking, I'm trying to get him on the show, man. You guys are ruining this. <laughs> yeah, it tends to be a disaster, but. Anyway, um, I think you'll do fine. I don't think you need our help. Yeah, you won't need our help. You're <laughs> gonna crush it. Um, what else is there really to say, Andrew? All gas, no brakes. Just keep it up. Thanks. Keep your foot on the gas. <laughs> and and off the brakes. And on, don't even think about the brake. Yeah. <laughs> now you, <laughs> seem, <laughs> you seem like a really. A great down to earth guy, a genuine dude, and uh, I can't wait to see what's next for you. I mean, I'm so excited to see this show. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. Are you guys looking? Do you guys have a network in mind? You know, I can't even talk about it, man. Okay, okay. that's fair enough. But yes, yeah, it's got to be Adult Swim, right? I mean, it's got to be a Cartoon Network. I'm not even sure what those things are. <laughs> Never heard of those. <laughs> well. Nathan, for you, was on Comedy Central, actually, so I could see Comedy Central being a potential. You don't, you don't have to respond. Nathan, for you, by the way, what a show, am I right? So good. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Amazing. I, remember I wonder I, if he watches my show. That would make me hella excited. He's going I to. Definitely I definitely mean, think he yeah, would. He's going to. Yeah. He works with those dudes. But I wonder if he's seen it. Yeah. You know, probably yes, is my bet. <laughs> Man, you see Nathan Fielder's uh, social post? He had that one recently where you remember how the police were like, thanks for all the thanks for all the thank you cards. <laughs> yeah. And Nathan's like, man, I'm getting all this thank you letters too. It makes me feel so good. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be one of the greats, man. Put it down. Really? You think that. so? Yeah. I think so. Because you're the genuine article, bro. I mean, it takes a special kind of character to just hit the road and do what you do before any of the support or production or anybody. So you're just the fact that you're the you're genuinely doing what you do. And now people are recognizing what you do and just putting a little muscle behind it. I think that's the the recipe for success right there. I'm looking forward to it. You know, just a kid. 
Good luck. Um, is there is there a wish wish like what's what's your like your most desired can place you want to go do it? But maybe you don't have access. Maybe that you'll you can get access now with Apso behind you. Well, I always told my uh, high school best friend Evan that if I ever got rich, I would get us all like jet skis. But not just me and him, but all of us, all the everybody. Homies. So ideally. Uh, Maybe Tim and Eric could suggest a spot where I can get jet skis for a good deal, and then we could kind of move <laughs> around the country as a like a fleet. And all gas, no brakes could instead be a jet ski show in which we move port to port instead of from town to town. Oh my god, that'd be a hell of a ride, man! <laughs> yeah. What do you call all throttle, no brake? What do you call that on a jet ski? Throttle. Just all throttle, no wake. Just, all just, throttle, just, no wake. Call it. <laughs> <laughs> just jet ski. The jet ski diaries. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> like like Che Guevara motorcycle diaries. You know what I'm saying. I'd read that. I'd watch that. Diaries. I'm all in, dude. Actually, you I know what I'm going to do this weekend is go over to Patreon and see yeah. all that wild shit that I haven't seen before. <laughs> hit, me, hit me up. I'll, I'll tell you what to look at. You guys are awesome, man. This was hella fun. Thank you, we Andy. Should be, Thank we you. should be real friends when I come out there. You, if yeah. You're down. I mean, yes. I'd love to stay in touch. I mean, yeah. we're all here in LA. If you need help, like finding a spot or whatever, I mean, we all, we're all, we can I, help I you. I need out. help finding a spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do, uh, uh, for real, though, it's a really good time to look for an apartment because I know it's probably, you know, the misfortune of others, but a lot of people are getting evicted because of COVID. That's, true. That's such bullshit, yeah. man. There should be a moratorium. And, is that what the word for it? Rent should totally yeah. be frozen until yeah. people are off. I don't know what's going to happen crazy. in LA because obviously the city's more progressive than most places in the They, they have extended it here. Okay. It's oh, going to nice. expire. Yeah. But, but they're not forgiving rent. So eventually That's, everybody's going to be due how, for How are people going to do that? Rent. What? Yeah, they're not forgiving rent? So it's going to be all charged back to you for the whole quarantine period once yeah. you come out of... I mean, how, dude, that is insane. These landlords... Man, these landlords are so predatory, and these real estate sharks, man, they, the government's got to step in, bro. Like, Well, there are – so so it is kind of a – some people, like, there's such things as, like, co-ops, like, where people invest in, in houses to rent. So some people do rely their livelihood on collecting rent. I mean, not not – a lot of people are just rich mm-hmm. and, and can afford yeah. to forgive the rent, but some people can't. So yeah. I do wonder it's, – it's a tricky situation, but I also just – like, how do you not pay rent for five months and then you just have to owe that money? I mean, that's crazy yeah. too. Yeah. I guess I didn't consider the fact that many of the landlords themselves are like getting broke. I'm just from a gentrified right. city, Seattle. So I just yeah. assume that anyone who owns a property is like a psychotic billionaire. It's no, <laughs> there's a yeah, lot, there's lot of, of like those. just regular people that um, that is their income, you know, the rent that they collect. So I think for the most part, you're right. You know, especially like in New York, anyone who owns property there is a psychotic billionaire. But in, I think in L.A., for the most part, you're right. But I know that there are some people that rely on that income. It's kind of fucked up situation for everybody. Yeah. That right. ends that ends uh, tomorrow, right, Dan? Or at the end of the month? The, the national. Well, I don't. Stuff is probably happening while we're recording this. So it, whatever Uh-oh, I say. Better check be. the news. Well, yeah, because they're, they're trying to last minute pass a bunch of stuff right now so mm. yeah, definitely know. check the news fucking herman kane is dead and i just you hopped onto it. this yeah. podcast in the dark about you that yeah yep. herman kane had one of the greatest tim and eric-esque moments in like political history you know what i'm talking about where he slowly can you can you remind me about that here i'll pull it up um type on youtube um 
Herman Herman Kane's slow smile. So he did. Oh, here, Herman Kane's creepy smile in HD. Click that. So this guy did a political campaign, and then at the very end, <laughs> did you see this? What I'm watching right now. It's unbelievable. I remember this from so long ago. <laughs> this is real. This Dude, was on TV, who, bro. What intern approved this commercial? <laughs> so he like slowly turns his head to the camera. And then a smile. <laughs> Dude, that's like slowly. some pervert shit. It's crazy. What? Yeah. Oh my God. A smile slowly creeps across the face. <laughs> Dude, why does he break into the smile in that way? Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite pieces of media <laughs> ever. And so that's that's what I that's how I remember wow. Herman Cain. Rest in peace. But if you actually you know what's also kind of wild about Herman Cain's uh death is that if you go to Twitter, Herman Cain's Twitter. So Herman Cain's been in the hospital on a ventilator for a long time, and his staffers, whoever, have been like tweeting straight up uh, right-wing propaganda and anti-coronavirus shit while he's been on a ventilator up until hours before he died. How does that Absolute, make sense? That's some lunatic shit. That is insane. They have been, like, yeah. They've been tweeting an, uh, anti-coronavirus shit as Herman Cain died on a fucking ventilator, bro. I don't understand how the world... Is the way it is. I'm trying to find some of his. Uh, That's one of the craziest things I've literally ever heard in my life. Um, like two hours before they announced his death on Herman Cain's Twitter, they said they're tweeting about baseball. What are they saying about baseball? They said awesome. something has gone very wrong for the situation to get this out of control. Uh, MLB investigating, focusing on massively disruptive incident that led to dot 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 oh this is tweeted nine hours ago so yeah. literally as Herman Cain was taking his last breath yeah. basically yeah and then two hours later they announced that he died it's fucking crazy so anyway rest in peace to Herman though uh, uh, let's see July 29th the day before he he uh, tweeted stammering babbling inaccurate and barely coherent it's classy classic Nancy Pelosi as Herman Cain took his last breath in the hospital. So there you have it. Politics till the last day. Let's go. Man, let's go. <laughs> That's about it, eh? Well, well, I can't wait to see you in LA. Yeah. Yeah, man. When's this uh, episode going to drop? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. And it's going to be the whole thing? The whole motherfucker. On YouTube? Including this part, yeah. <laughs> and no, yeah, no, put this part in for sure. No, this part is all going in. Yeah. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. H3 well, Podcast. I'm super stoked, man. This is hella fun. Well, let's do it again. I mean, I'd love to talk to you again once, once, I don't know how long it takes. I guess it takes a while, right? To like make a show and to fully until it like goes to air. It probably takes a while. My ideal situation would be right around the election. You, know? mm. you think you can get it up that fast, man? That'd be fantastic. Dude. We work every day. Are you going to be doing like political stuff, going to rallies and shit? Oh yeah, that's oh, that's that's I just what wait. I want to watch. I cannot yeah, wait. Definitely. That's just I also want to meet. I also want to meet a passionate Biden supporter whose you know <laughs> ideas go beyond like get Trump out of office. You know what I mean? I'm just imagining someone like Joe Biden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. 
like Trump level energy, but just Biden. That's I don't know if you'll find that person, yeah, but good maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. They're probably where would they be if, if that person existed? Like Connecticut or something like that? No. Where is he from? Delaware? I guess it probably Yeah, it would be in Dover, Delaware. Yeah, there you go. I feel like he's one of those guys where everyone in his hometown hates him. Oh, no. Yeah, you think he's like notorious? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, there's after he beat up Corn Pop. But I love I love to see you because now you're with Apso. You can get all kinds of credentials to go to like uh, convention or conventions. Are we even doing that, man? Fuck. No, they're all canceled. The the major ones. That sucks. But it's kind of cool. It's a blessing in disguise because now we're the only people holding it down. You're the only one in the mm-hmm. game with antibodies. <laughs> oh, you damn. get tested for antibodies. No, nah, I just got tested for the virus itself. I want you got to get tested for antibodies. I want to know if you've got if you've. I have to have antibodies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be shit. like a you might be like a scientific <laughs> phenomenon with the amount of exposure you've had. Oh yeah, I'm the most exposed person. <laughs> yeah, you should get an antibody test. I'd love to know the results. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the nose. The nose pierce. Not, not the nose. You know whatever that thing is that they put in your nose. No, the antibody. They just prick your finger. Oh yeah, no. Oh, I'll go right now. I'm going yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've said it all. We've done it all. And uh, can't wait to see what's down the road for you. So, Andrew Callahan. Yes. From All Gas, No Breaks. Keeping his foot down, pedal to the metal. Pa- on Patreon, <laughs> All Gas, No Breaks. On YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. The, watch out for the Portland video, man. That's going to be nice. Yeah. Yeah, when is that? When can I expect that? Can't wait for that. In four days. Four days. Cool. Yeah. You're editing. You're doing an editing frenzy right now. As soon as I hang up the hang up the, <laughs> the, the phone. All right. Well, now I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Take care. Good luck. Edit that quickly so we can watch it, and uh, we wish you very well. We'll talk to you when you come when you uh, get to LA. Yeah. Until then, be Sounds safe. Good. I, lo- I love all you guys. Thank love you. you. Love you too. I hope I can count yes. myself among your many friends now. My friend. Yeah. You guys are all my friends. <laughs> all right, dude. Take care. Right. Bye. See you guys. Peace. Bye.